This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation Wrestling Network, welcome to the latest and, dare I say, greatest episode of Who's Next? I am Andy Atherton, one of your co-hosts. We are here to break down the latest month of NXT television as well as an nxt ple that is a premium live event and i am not here alone to do it my co-host he's the guy that that really carries my ass in this tag team that's logan crosland logan how you doing i'm doing great andy how you doing tonight i'm good i'm excited to be back here we've had a a really fun month uh on the nxt brand and i think we're getting into a really uh hot season there with with uh the bill to stand and deliver, which is their WrestleMania coming up and lots of, uh, I think. And, and then after that, I think we got some, some, some changes are on the horizon. Uh, a lot of, we got to have some call-ups. I think there's going to be some, some new directions for some people. And it's, it's an exciting time. I think of the brand. What do you, what do you think? No, yeah, it's definitely an exciting time. The build to Mania on the main roster is a big, big deal, and also for the NXT guys, build to the Stand and Deliver is always a, a big time of the year. It's the biggest show that they have. It's one of the, I mean, other than uh, just going back on the road for Vengeance Day, but it's usually one of the only times they get out of their uh, little comfort zone of the uh, PC. So uh, obviously they just had Vengeance Day uh, in Charlotte, but they'll uh, they'll have uh, Stand and Deliver in Los Angeles. So. Uh, the more exposure these guys get, um, the more that they can perform in front of more than just a regular PC crowd. It can only help help the talent themselves and uh, only provide more fun for the fans in attendance. So I think it's I think it's a ton of t- ton of fun and uh, really really awesome for them. Yeah, yeah, and we will get to Vengeance Day, but we have a couple of episodes to break down before we get there to complete the build up to that event, which was, by the way, it was a great event. Um, uh, so nice to see them in a, in a big arena again on the road and the crowd I tell you that was one of the hottest crowds we saw and it got topped this past weekend at Elimination Chamber <laughs> I mean because I, yeah they were that Charlotte was hot and and like I said we'll we'll get to there but it was really it, it felt so good as a fan of the brand to see them as somebody who's been to uh, I've been to two takeovers myself in arenas in, in Brooklyn and in Bridgeport. And yeah, th- those are the, the I got to say, there's there's so much fun to go to. Uh, it, they just put on such a great show and the the wrestling is usually very top notch. So. All right. So let's go all the way back to January 24th. And we start off with Grayson Waller, his Instagram of the brawl with him and Braun at the PC. Then we get into our first match of the night, which is Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany has new music and entrance. Uh, Indy comes out very a uh, bit more aggressive. Tiffany ends up faking a knee injury and hits an impressive leaping moonsault for the win. So I really think Tiffany is like really she came back so strong that that springing moonsault she hit was looked looked really great what what are your thoughts on on that one 
Yeah, this was obviously a showcase to get uh, Tiffany Stratton back in the ring. I think this might have been her first match. Maybe she had one before this, but um, definitely, definitely to showcase her. And yeah, she hits the uh, uh, the Christopher Daniels best moonsault ever as a finisher now. But she she does it even better because she springs off of all of the ropes instead of just the middle and top rope. So um, yeah, really impressive stuff. I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, you know, it, it, it like I said, it was just to kind of get uh, Tiffany Stratton back in the ring, and uh, Indy's a good person to uh, kind of throw her in there with to get get her legs back under. So I thought it was a solid match. Yeah, yeah, and definitely see a change in Tiffany, where you know her character was was pretty good from the get go, the spoiled little daddy's girl, but now she's like kind of taking that Mandy almost, but a bit more athletic than Mandy. I'm thinking, and and I could see her getting a title run over the summer before going up to the oh yeah without a doubt yeah i think she's on the yeah uh, without it on the fast track i think she's i think she's gonna be fast track (laughs) so all right so then we get a recap yeah yeah, yeah. go ahead i I think i think she'll definitely be uh probably one of the next uh, champions or so. I think I think she might be a person that ends up. It might be a little bit longer down the road, but I think she'll end up probably being the person that takes it off of uh, Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. If it if it's not a, a few uh, a couple others, yeah, I think she's she's definitely in the discussion to be the one to unseat uh, Roxanne when that time comes. Speaking of Roxanne, we get a recap of the uh, the tag match between Roxanne and Lara Valkyria, a Toxic Traction from the previous week. J.C. Jane uh, has an interview. She talks down Gigi. We get highlights from the Creeds training with Drew Gulak and his guys. Drew spars with Julius. It gets heated. Then we get Chase Hugh with the Thea Hale award ceremony for getting her first uh, her first win. We get a That's Not PG chant. Um, and we get J.D. McDonough interrupting, talks down Chase Hugh, tells Duke to control his dog, meaning Thea. And Chase hits JD out of the ring, and we get an Andre Chase versus JD McDonough match with some good back and forth. Duke gets pissed off on the outside and ends up walking out, leading to JD beating Andre Chase. So the Chase U thing is it's continuing on. We get, you know, they're trying to create uh, some dissension in the JC Jane, Gigi Dolan thing leading up to Vengeance Day. We get the Creeds continuing on. With uh, the Drew Gulak stuff and this this Chase U, I, I, Thea is so great. I gotta tell you, she plays her character to a T. Still not sure where the end game of this Chase U uh, thing is gonna go. So, what wh- what are you thinking here with the uh, Thea Hale thing? And we get that we get actually a pretty decent match between Andre and JD out of it. Yeah, 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 I thought the match was really good. Uh, I think Chase is super underrated as a, as an in-ring talent, um, and JD's awesome, as I've talked about in the past. Um, but Thea's awesome. She's a little pit bull, uh, constant ball of energy, just like a she's like a ping pong ball bouncing off of everywhere. So, um, yeah, she's she's really great. I, I like the little celebration they held for. Her. Um, and I, yeah, I don't really know. I feel like they sort of start to go in a direction with Duke, kind of starting to, you know 
fading away and then i feel like at some point he's like super into it and like super uh super over the top with his love for chase U. so i I don't really know where they're going with it um and i think they'll kind of trend back more into the like he really loves chase U and is all all in on the uh them being a tag team and constantly getting wins and stuff like that but um yeah i'm not real sure uh what their what their idea with that is it's been hard to uh, read and then the whole yeah, for sure. And then the whole uh, Drew Gulak thing, training with the Creeds, um, uh, we'll obviously get to it uh, in a later episode, but uh, I think it's just more signs that Drew's kind of maybe not the nice guy that he claims to be. Yeah, yeah, a wolf in sheep's clothing uh, kind of thing he's going with. Mm-hmm. So then we get uh, Keanu James, Fallon Henley, Briggs and Jensen backstage. We get Fallon Henley and Keanu James versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. Fallon and Keanu are playing um frenemies basically with a with a fine match uh kiana being a heel while fallon is being a face and fallon gets uh the win by pinning ivy nile then we get new day backstage we get blade and Enofe joining them schism then shows up and we get the announced the tag team in- invitational for the next week and then we get the the barbershop with apollo cruz stopping by shows highlights of their feud with him and, and carmelo Melo and trick then show up they just draw at each other, set up the uh, Vengeance Day best two out of three falls. So they're starting to kind of uh, give some background to the uh, the frenemy angle that they're running with Fallon and Kiana. Uh, I, I have some thoughts on, um, on where they may go with, with uh, Ivy and Tatum, uh, but I'll save that for later on in the episode. But I, I do really like this tag team um, of Fallon and Kiana. Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on them as they head towards uh, you know a bi- a big event coming up for them? Yeah, they seem to work uh, pretty well together in the ring for some reason. So uh, I, I've enjoyed what they've done so far. Um, I, I thought this match was pretty good. Uh, it didn't last super long; it was only three minutes. But I, I thought they worked really well together, and I, I'll talk more about that when we get to the uh, PLE match that they had. Um, but yeah, I thought. Uh, Fallon and Kiana continue to grow in the ring, so I I, I enjoy their team, uh, even though they might not be the best of friends outside of it. Mm-hmm. All right, so we get uh, you know Hank Walker and Drew Gulak versus the Creeds. The Creeds look really solid in this. Charlie Dempsey shows up. Drew makes Hank go it alone for a bit. The Creeds win with the Brutus Ball. Uh, Creeds then uh, get on the microphone and give Ivy props into share. Interrupts, challenges them to a match finally. And then we get Gigi Dolan interviewing, talking down JC, basically the same thing that, that JC did to her. And we get uh, a little, I guess, uh, pr- package with Tony D and Stags eating lunch in a private room. So with the uh, the creeds here, are they? you think they're uh, kind of um, treading water right now till something else, something bigger comes along? Or you think there's something on the horizon with them and Drew? Because Drew's building something. And... Mm-hmm. I think the creeds could be part of it. Although I gotta say, I'm really uh, thinking they're better off as faces than 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 going back to being heels. Uh, what what do you what do you think on them? Yeah, yeah, they definitely. Uh, I think they're definitely better as faces, like you said. Uh, they definitely need a direction. I feel like um, obviously they have the match with End of Share. Uh, coming up on the next episode um but like past that I, I don't really know what holds for them other than maybe another match with them down the line but um i could see them maybe joining gulak's little shooter stable that he might be putting together 
Um, but I, I think I, I don't really want um, I don't really want them to be uh, heels again. So I, I, I feel like it's either a call up or maybe just another hot run at the belts. Uh, maybe go after Gallus. They could probably have a pretty good couple of matches with those guys. So um, who knows? But I thought the match with uh, them and uh, Hank Walker and uh, Gulak were re- was really good. I thought that was the best Hank had ever looked, uh, which probably didn't really say it much. But <laughs> yeah. He still kind of looked clumsy and goofy, but um, I thought the parts with Gulak in there was really great, and I thought the Creeds carried him to a pretty good match. So um, I, I thought it was solid. Yeah, my son would like to see the Creeds come up and, and partner up with the Academy, basically. Um, oh, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, actually, I think. Um, <laughs> so we get Wendy Chu versus Electra Lopez. Valentina for for us uh, walks in wa- walks into the aisle. Electra uses brass knuckles to win. For us looks at her like and um, you know like she's going to tell the ref and distract her. We get Fallon Briggs and Jensen backstage. Jensen went to Shawn Michaels and got Fallon and Kiana a tag title match at Vengeance Day. And then we go to Electra and Valentina backstage. Electra is trying to tell her winning is more important than friends. Then we get a Stevie Turner interview. She appears from her studio. And then uh, we'll 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 pause there. So we got a lot of women uh, stuff going on here. Electra still is doing this uh, this brass knuckles thing, which seems to we have a kind of a resurgence in brass knuckles. They seem to be getting used a lot more these days in <laughs> in WWE at least. And we get it's official now. Fallon and 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 Kiana, and Kiana are getting that their title match. And with this this they're kind of a uh, I guess since. Valentina's tag partner is injured. They're they're going in a direction for her, which you know, obviously, I think I, we all can tell where it's going to go backstage. And I gotta tell you, I love Stevie Turner. I think she has been great from the get go. I didn't see any of her NXT UK, but um, I, I'm really liking her. And at first, you think she's a face, but she's really kind of kind of an asshole. Really, <laughs> don't know what to say. She's a she's a heel, and, and but she she comes off so like charming, I guess that you kind of kind of get fooled a little bit by her. But definitely, you could definitely see her, and we'll we'll talk about her a little bit more in the next episode. But what do you think of these uh these these uh segments with the women here? Yeah, it seems like every so every so often they'll do like an episode where it's really centered around the women. They have a couple tag matches, a couple singles matches, but to push a couple of different storylines forward. Obviously, Electra's going to kind of build a Latin American uh, female stable, kind of a female legato. Uh, it seems like maybe going forward kind of to replace maybe the Toxic Attraction as the uh, top heel stable on on NXT. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's a, it's a slow burn. I, I think Valentina eventually joins her uh, at, since she's kind of begrudging it so far and doesn't want to help uh, Electra or take her help with the brass knuckles and everything. So, um, but yeah, they're obviously trying to push her and get her into a prime position to, uh, you know, uh, be a be a big player in the in the division going forward. Um, and then, you know, they get the tag title match. I feel it, it you know, it feels kind of forced. They won one match, so they get the championship match. But um, it, it it fits the story uh, that they're going with. Um, and then, yeah, C.V. Turner, I think she's been I think she's been great so far on those little segments where she's in her studio uh, talking about all the other talents on the show. So I think she's I think she's good. I, I, I didn't I saw I watched all of it, NXT UK, but I don't really remember a lot about her. So 
Um, I think she kind of came in at the end. I don't think she was there very long, so uh, I'm not super familiar with her either. All right. So uh, I see what you're saying about the uh, the heel stable, but I actually think there's going to be a different uh, female heel stable, and I will I'll get to that uh, a little bit later. But I, I definitely think uh, I see something brewing, and uh, uh, that's kind of a teaser there. Uh, all right, so we get Grayson Waller in the ring, <laughs> calling out Braun, the, and they, they brawl. The locker room empties for the breakup. Braun goes for a spear at ringside and goes breaks through the barricade wall. Then we get a Gallus package where they are um, shooting pool, and they complain about uh, no snooker and the beer here in America. Then we get a women's tag title match with Caden uh, uh, Carter and Katana Chance versus Alba Fire, who had challenged in the previous week. By herself, Sol Ruka comes out to be her partner. Alba gets taken out by hitting uh, the steps outside. Chance puts Ruka, pins Ruka for the win. Alba walks and just joins Isla Dawn, who came out. Kiana and Fallon come out and make, it, uh, make the uh, Vengeance Day match official. So... Um, yeah, we get, you know, they, they build on, they keep moving forward, the, the Grayson Waller and, and Braun Breaker leading up to Vengeance Day. And now we get this this women's tag match where Alba basically does a, a heel turn in it. So uh, I thought it was a, a fine match, but, uh, you know, I, I, I really, I, I don't love the coming out on that platform thing that they do sometimes. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little weirded. And I'm I'm thinking, um, you know, obviously we know what happens, but I, I'm thinking at this point while I was watching it live that Carter and Chance's days were numbered anyway. I didn't know how how many numbers they had left. So what, what, what are you thinking on this uh, on this match here? Yeah, I definitely saw like after the match happened and what what uh, her walking out with Isla, of course. I, I thought obviously, like you said, the the tag title uh, reign of Caden and uh, Katana were was numbered for sure. I didn't think they were numbered for <laughs> the certain match that they were going to have a couple coming up in a couple weeks, but um, I, I thought for sure, you know, this was going to lead to maybe Alba and Isla uh, eventually taking it from them. But uh, we'll see that that doesn't quite happen. Um, and then, you know, Grayson Waller continuing to uh, outsmart Braun, uh, kind of jumping out of the way uh, so he can spear through the wall uh, and kind of knock himself out again. So Grayson just continues to get the upper hand on him. So um, you, you got to think that, that that just he constantly keeps getting over on him. So you will you would think that maybe that would lead to him getting over on him on in the uh, cage match that they have coming up at Vengeance Day. So um, we'll see how that worked out for him. But uh, it's continuing to build Grayson as a as a credible challenger and somebody that could very much definitely uh, beat Braun in, uh, if it, if they decided to go that direction. Yeah, I mean, is there anything Braun hasn't speared himself through at this point or into? It <laughs> <laughs> seems like he's got uh, maybe through the, everything. Maybe the, maybe yeah. the entranceway, but uh, other than that, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a package on DiJack and Wesley talking about their Vengeance Day match. We get a Cora Jade interview, talks about Lyra Valkyria. And we cut to the parking lot when Nikita Lyons down after being attacked. Uh, obviously to get her off TV because she had a uh, to have knee surgery. And we get Chase U backstage. Duke has to explain himself. He went to Shawn Michaels about getting into the the uh, contender match, and then talked about uh, then talked to the New Day, and they got into the match. Then we get a women's championship summit. 
that is moderated by Booker T. JC and Gigi appear to be at odds, but was all a ruse, and they end up putting Roxanne through a table to end the show. So, I don't know. Apparently, Shawn Michaels can be convinced by anybody to book a match. That's that's what they're kind of telling us here, right? Because I went to Shawn Michaels. I went to Shawn. Hey, Logan, guess what? I went to Shawn Michaels. We got a tag title match coming up at. Uh, oh <laughs> it's my like, God. Jesus Christ! That'd be a hot mess anyway. But so yeah, so we get a little building. Uh, you know, this Nikita Lions thing becomes something more than 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 it appears at the moment. Um, and then we get the. Uh, the the lead up here to uh, the women's title match here, the triple threat. And what are your thoughts on the closing moments, a uh, few segments of this uh, episode? <laughs> yeah, apparently you can just go to HBK's office and he's like, you get a title shot and you get a title shot. He's the uh, Oprah of NXT, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the, <laughs> uh, the Nikita thing will be a bigger storyline going forward. We still don't know who did it, but uh, they, they'll do some investigative reporting uh, on the future episodes uh, on that. So that, that'll be a that'll be a big thing going forward. It'll end up being somebody and then I guess it'll be a heel turn for somebody we least expect. So I uh, I thought the I thought the championship summit was really good. You, yeah, the toxic girls made you believe that uh, they they were at odds and uh, they did, really didn't like each other, and uh, that they had you believing uh, that they they were going to be separated in this match. They weren't going to team up together, uh, but then they uh, pulled the ruse on you and uh, get get over on uh, Roxanne there at the end and uh, throw her through the table. So um, I thought it was really well done. Um, it gets you excited to see uh, if Roxanne can overtake the odds of both girls going after her uh, together as a team. So um, definitely a really good segment to end this uh, episode. All right. Very good. So then we move on to on the episode on January 31st. It opens with the Creeds versus Indashare. The match that seemed like it took forever to happen. And we get a, it's a really <laughs> good match. Lots of power spots from both sides. Brutus makes a fun hot tag. Uh, he's actually growing on me. I was kind of down on Brutus for, for a while because I thought he showed like you know no personality and he was just like this. I don't know, but he the whole Brutus bomb and all that stuff that's really uh, you know got, gotten me over. We get uh you know Julius holding uh, this Julius shows some power in this where he holds Veer in a gut wrench power bomb mm-hmm. for like what seemed like an eternity to get him over to the right to the right you know to to drop him. Then we get Ginger interfering. Ivy slaps him on the apron and gets knocked to the floor. At least in this year, winning with Sanga, chokeslamming Julius. I thought this was a really good match. A lot of good stories in there. Like I said, Julius looked like a beast. But the the right team uh, went over here. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I thought it was a good Haas fest. Uh, I'm, I, I figured this one would be on the uh, on the. PLE, but I'm kind of glad they got their own little spot here uh, to open the show because that's kind of the hot opener, uh, like we talked about in the past, to kind of open these episodes. So I'm glad they kind of got this spot instead of being kind of buried on the, you know, the the pay-per-view premium live event card. So, um, but yeah, I thought it was a hoss fest. Like you said, Julius is an absolute badass. He does like a triple pump because he can't quite get him up every time, but he has to do it like three times and then finally gets him and power bombs him. So just unreal strength. Like you said, uh, to get kind of the new team over, uh, obviously they needed to win here and put going over the creeds is a big deal. Uh, so, um, really, really good, really good hoss fest. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. So then we get Axiom and, and Tyler Bate backstage. They're watching a Tyler Bate versus Aiken match. And they kind of, uh, I guess, do a little thing where, like, wonder who that guy is. And, you know, basically everybody pretty much knows who Aiken is. And they make a, a match, a gentleman's, I guess, kind of match for later on in the show. We get uh, Damon Kemp interfering, uh, interrupting, actually. He talks down the Brits. Then we get Zoe Stark versus Indy Hartwell. Earlier today, they had jawed backstage. Saul puts her two cents in about Indy beating Zoe, uh, having being Zoe before. And we get Indy wrestling chance during this match. Zoe wins with her finisher. Then we get Zoe attacking post-match, and Saul makes the save. So I like that we get Tyler Bate back into the into the mix here. I'm not a Damon Kemp guy at all. Um, I just think the guy. Nice I mean, I, yeah, he was. <laughs> He, he was, was he in NXT UK? Um, because that's what I'm. 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 No, I'm, uh, he, he 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 popped over for like a guest appearance. Like, oh, like a hot was, second, yeah, Towards okay. the end, they like this. Like, yeah, they did like this. Uh, like where random NXT 2.0 people would pop over and have a match. That's kind of where uh, Brooks and Jensen won the uh, tag or Briggs and Jensen won the tag yeah. titles. They would just like, pop over every now and then. Yeah. And okay, and then we get the uh, the whole indie Saul and and Zoe stuff. I again, Zoe be- much better as a heel. Like uh, her move set seems to be better. She she is as as you know as a face. She was just so goddamn vanilla, but now you know she <laughs> she is better. That's saying she's one of my favorites. But I do I do like her move set is more heelish. So uh, what do you, what were you thinking here with this one? No, yeah, she's definitely got more ruthless in ring with some of her strikes and stuff like that. Uh, she's still not the most exciting wrestler in the world, I'll say, uh, but she's a good wrestler at the same time. She's very good in ring, um, but she, she's never going to do much to excite you. But she does. She's real physical and does a lot of good submissions and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, this was a solid match uh, just to kind of continue to put our her hill character over. So. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, solid match, but nothing, nothing will blow your socks off at the same time. Yeah, like she's a good hand, basically. Is that what just you know? She's yeah. somebody that you could put in with a lot of people, yeah. and, and and she'll have a, they'll have a good match. Mm-hmm. All right, so then we get a schism yeah, may promo. Never be great, Go ahead. It's always good. <laughs> yeah, may not be great, but always good. Yeah, we get a uh, a schism promo uh, about the tag titles. Ava speaks the truth about Chase U. Then we get an Apollo Cruise package from Charlotte. We get Wesley doing a promo, getting interrupted by Dijak. We get Von Wagner and Robert Stone interrupting. They draw about who is the biggest and baddest in NXT. Wes is there, instigates to get a match between them, and it leads to Dijak versus Von Wagner with a you know a fun hoss fight. And Dijak, the the right guy, wins the match. And then we get uh, t- uh, Tony D and Stax backstage. Uh, I can't even read my own handwriting um, about the uh, about the month. Uh, okay, so Von Wagner, what are we doing here? You know, uh, I, I I like I said it was it was a decent match, but you know, Dijak was the uh, the right one to go over here, and and where I I wonder where they're leading with Von Wagner. They're they're obviously going for something because uh, we'll talk about it going forward. But him and Mr. Stone. Uh, 
uh, obviously are having some kind of uh, some kind of problems. Uh, they're not get, they're not communicating well. They don't do or they're not uh, getting along per se. Um, but I really like Wes before this match, kind of being a shit stir and being like, "Oh no, you did say you were the biggest guy in NXT," and like <laughs> makes uh, Dijak kind of have to face uh, Vaughn here. But I, I thought it was a better match than if if you saw Vaughn Wagner versus Dijak on the card. I I might not have been too excited about it, but I thought they had a pretty good uh, physical hoss fest. So. Um, two two big guy matches to start out this show, so that's a, a solid way to a solid way to do any show. But um, yeah, I, I don't know where we're going with Vaughn. Uh, I'm not I'm not particularly excited to see it, but whatever it is. But uh, I guess I, it's I, I have some ideas, uh, but we we could talk about that later because it involves the main roster, unfortunately. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just my 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 brain. The, the little mouse is running on the wheel. The hamster's running on the wheel up there. So, so it has to do with something that um, happened during um, uh, somebody's entrance on the main roster that is making me think things like conspiracy theory, I guess. So then we get a closer look at the attack on the Key Alliance from the previous week. They analyze the footage, a la CSI NXT, as I like to call it. They do a, a cl- basically everybody in the women's roster on NXT was out there in some capacity, and they 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 they, they, they yeah they they highlight where they are and what they're doing at the time. It, it really was it was kind of a fun segment, but it's still absurd at the same time. We get a a closer look at Braun versus Grayson Waller leading to Venus Day. Then we get the Tyler Bay versus Axiom match, which was a lot of fun. Tyler Bates wins with the Tyler Driver ninety seven. Then we get Damon Kemp attacking post-match with his attack focusing on Axiom. So this whole Nikita thing, you, you think it's going to be somebody who's a, currently a face and we're going to get a, a, a big heel turn here? Because Nikita's out for, uh, you know, maybe SummerSlam weekend for NXT, whatever, uh, their, their pay-per-view. Uh, but, um, yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this and how long they're going to drag it out for. I mean, I feel like it has to be somebody that's not currently a bad guy that uh, just took her out to, like, you know, take away the numbers uh, in the division or something like that. You know, just to open a spot for somebody that's kind of lower tier, maybe maybe just somebody new, maybe somebody like Stevie Turner. She's already a heel, but like maybe just to kind of get people out of her path and uh, something something to that effect. I, I feel like it has to be somebody that's not already heel or not already established. Uh, so, um, I, I feel like it's gotta be something like that. Uh, I don't know that getting over on Nikita does too much for anybody as we've talked about recently. She hasn't been the, uh, best featured person in the women's division. So, um, but the bait and Axiom match, I thought it was really good. Uh, Tyler Bates, one of those that can never have a bad match. Uh, mm-hmm. and Axiom's starting to kind of be that way. I feel like he's, uh, really improved and really shot up in my eyes. I still think he's probably only going to get so high, but I, I think he's really good in ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the Nikita thing is like they have this situation. They're going to lose her for so long. Might as well do something with it, right? I think probably that's what they're, mm-hmm. they're going for there. Then we get um, Ila Dawn uh, in, with uh, initiates Alba Fire into her house. So this is what I'm thinking. And I can say who I think could be the next person when we get there. They could be building up like, I don't want to say a supernatural, but like a coven. 
kind of thing where <laughs> where Isla is like the leader of it and now she you know she obviously because she's using magic and, and spells and and crap like that and she got Alba turned and I think that could be they they maybe they could be building that I I, I see what you're saying with the whole Latin America thing but after Faraz who's 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 next that could that could make it a stable and not like just a uh, a tag team or a frenemies obviously when her partner comes back which i have no idea when she's scheduled to come back or they think she's going to come back but um we get that and then we get a uh, carmelo and trick interview then we get a split screen interview between roxanne and toxic attraction as with roxanne going over and attacking both jc and Gigi. And we get Danny Palmer versus Stevie Turner making her in-ring debut. Stevie is, is one thing I noticed in her match. She's a hard hitter. I mean, she really hit, hit those 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 chops and those hits. Danny Palmer gets a little bit of offense in, and Stevie wins with a, a rather impressive move set. So, what, what are your thoughts on on what I said about Ela Dawn and where the possibilities there and the continued build to the triple threat match as well as Stevie's in-ring debut? Um, yeah, I could totally see the uh, Isla Dawn Alba Fire group uh, that you kind of pitched there. Um, I, I could definitely see uh, them kind of initiating or, uh, you know, uh, possessing or I, I don't know, just using magic to kind of uh, bring a, bring some pe- more people in to kind of control them. So I could see that for sure. Um, they obviously are going to do some kind of a tag team with them already. So I could see more people ended up joining. Um, and I thought the interview was great. Um, I love that uh, JC and Gigi kept cutting off uh, Roxanne. Um, and then Roxanne kind of showed some fire and some uh, aggressiveness and ran to wherever they were uh, interviewing from and beat the crap out of them and kind of destroyed the set. So I thought that was a pretty good uh, way to do that, that whole sit-down interview. Um, and then Stevie looked uh, very impressive in her first match uh, on NXT. Um, like you said, she had a lot of hard strikes, um, and I thought I thought her finisher uh, she had, she did like the side effect that Matt Hardy used to do. So I thought that was a really cool finisher when he did it. So I think it's cool that she does it uh, now. Uh, but yeah, she looked very impressive. And she's and she's taller than I thought she would be too. Like you would think she's like because mm-hmm. there's there's quite a bit of uh, I guess uh, shorter girl girls on the shorter side lately coming out. But yeah, she's she is a lot taller than you think. So I think her size is going to be. Yeah, she's lanky. She's wiry. Um, <laughs> so then we get Kiana backstage on the phone, tells somebody named Zach that she loves him. Fallon confronts her and looking out for, for Brooks. Then we get Carter and Chance interrupting. And we get, uh, which is, eh, you know, you know how much I, I love their acting. We get Charlie Dempsey <laughs> versus Drew Gulak with a, uh, a nice catch as catch can match. Uh, Drew sends Charlie into into Hawk and leads for the win, into Hank, sorry, for the win. Then we get Von Wagner backstage. Robert St- Stone calls him out to show him who he is. So so we get, you know, this whole love thing going on, you know, with Fallon trying to look out for, for Brooks. And we get this Charlie Dempsey versus Drew Gulak thing with these are, uh, you know, been okay matches. I, I Dempsey, I'm I'm not quite sure what direction they're going in with him. And and again, we're continuing with the Von Wagner stuff. So so anything to uh, add about that? Um, yeah, they're obviously still trying to push the uh, 
the fighting between Kiana and Fallon. Obviously, she heard, overheard her on the phone, so she's going to uh, accuse her of uh, stepping out on Brooks. So, uh, but that'll be a t- continuing thing going forward. And yeah, Caden uh, and Katana's uh, acting experience and uh, level is uh, pretty poor uh, in these backstage segments for sure. Um, but Gulak and Dempsey, um, I thought it was a good little technical match. Um, again, not going to blow your socks off, but uh, well worked, I'll say, is uh, the best way to describe it. Um, but it, it, I think it has a place on the card for sure. But I don't really know where they're going uh, with that whole thing. Uh, but we'll see as we go forward, of course. Um, and then <laughs> I loved Mr. Stone doing the help me help you, uh, <laughs> stealing from uh, uh, that uh, Tom Cruise movie. So, um and um, yeah, I don't really know where that one's going forward, but uh, I, I'm I'm excited to hear what your uh, idea is for sure. Yeah, with Jerry Maguire there. So so what I'm thinking is uh, somebody I posted, I guess they noticed that on uh, on Chelsea Green's um, entrance video, it had the Robert Stone logo in the corner of it. So uh, okay. what I'm thinking is they may come up, and he because they were together, right? Uh, you know, Robert Stone and Chelsea, he was managing yeah. her for a little while before she got uh, brought up and then released and hurt and whatever order that was in. Um, <laughs> what I, I'm thinking is Robert Stone and Vaughn could come up and Vaughn could kind of be like her bodyguard, her muscle at some point. I don't know where that goes in with the Karen character that she's doing right now, but that's what I'm thinking. I think Vaughn, you know, could come up but not exactly be wrestling that much off the bat. You know, how long did uh, you know Kevin Nash come in as Diesel before he really wrestled, right? So, so I mean, you know, Vaughn is is you know, where where I mean, where was Nash at that point? He was Oz, he was Vinny Vegas, he wasn't really setting the world on fire going into there. I'm not saying you know, I'm not trying to compare him and Vaughn, but that wouldn't be the worst thing in my opinion. What, what do you think of that uh, that harebrained idea of mine? <laughs> I, it could work. I, I, you know, if he's her bodyguard, I don't really know who he attacks though, because I don't really see them having him having her having him attack a, a lady. But maybe if he roughs up uh, Adam Pierce for her, maybe I could see that for sure, because uh, <laughs> she seems to be very pissed at him uh, on a weekly basis. So um, it could work. Uh, him being kind of an opposing figure to. You know, a, you know, have behind her and have uh, as her kind of enforcer would be a pretty cool idea, but um, I, I don't know if he has the chops to pull it off. I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he just has to stand there and, and look menacing. I guess. I, guess I mean, he does. He does look like an Easter Island head. So I mean, that, that could be intimidating <laughs> for sure. He does. All right, so then we get a triple threat tag match between the Dyad, uh, Blade, and Inofe and Chase U. We got lots of good action. From all three, Anofi and Blade uh, look good physically, but are lacking any kind of ring psychology. Andre does the Chase U stop, stomp on Reed, and then we get Chase U winning, where they hit uh, the front liner. I, I have trouble hearing my, front, my own front liner. Yeah, front liner on, on, on Jagger Reed. Then we get a post-match with Gallus and Pretty Deadly coming out. New Day appears on the Tron, and we get a Vengeance Day package. So... I honestly thought going in, the Dyad was going to win this match. I wasn't, uh, you know, thinking Chase U, but I really enjoyed it. And Chase U earned their way into the into the tag the tag title match at Vengeance Day. What what would you uh, think about this main event here? 
Yeah, I definitely thought uh, the dyad would win here. It seemed like they had kind of been building schism uh, lately, so I, I thought this would have been a good uh, spot for uh, Reed and Fowler uh, for sure. But I, I was hyped to see Chase U win. Uh, like I always say, the NXT crowd is super behind them, um, and I didn't realize that uh, Andre Chase's hometown was Charlotte. So if I had probably known that beforehand, probably would have gone with them um, in this match. I probably definitely would have thought they would have won just to have the little hometown uh, possibility in there. So, um, but I thought it was a really good match. Uh, I thought really all three teams worked pretty good. Uh, Id- Idris and uh, Malik uh, were better in this match. Uh, I still won't say they were great, but uh, the Dyad and Chase U definitely brought it. And uh, I really love the uh, Fratliner finisher that they do. I thought that, I think that's a really good tag team move. So. Uh, really awesome uh, three-way, and I'm glad Chase U ended up getting the victory and getting into the uh, fatal four-way match at the PLE. Yeah, and then <laughs> speaking of the PLE, on Saturday night, February 4th, we had Vengeance Day hailing from Charlotte. So just a side note, our friends on the North-South Connection did a live watch on YouTube, and Logan, you were one of the panelists, and I was watching along that night, and I got to say, you did a great job on that. So thank you <laughs> uh, for those of you out there, go check it out on the no. So YouTube uh, channel uh, It is available. So uh, yeah, Tim, uh, Jenny, Tim Taylor, by the way, not Tim Cable. When you hear Tim and Jenny, you usually think of cable, but no, it was, it was Tim Taylor <laughs> and, and Jenny and um, Logan and JT, right? Was it just the, the four of you? Was there, was there somebody else that, that popped on? No, 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 it was just four of us. All right. Four uh, of us. Yeah. You got, you guys yeah. did a great job. So, uh, I would highly suggest you going to watch that if you want to watch live reactions as you watch the PLE. But let's just give our thoughts, though, in review form here. So we get an opening with Charlotte Flair hyping up the matches. We get the we open with the North American title match, Wesley versus Dijak. I really, really enjoyed this match. It was a great big man, little man match. Arguably, match of the night, they set the bar really high off the top of it. Uh, Tony D and Stax interfered, which which Logan, you did call. You go back and listen to our last episode. Dijak uh, <laughs> ends up doing a moonsault onto the two of them, which leads to uh, him kind of getting into the ring a little out of sorts. And Wes wins with his backspring kick. Logan, I, I got to say, I did. I, I really enjoyed this match. And wh- mm-hmm. where were your thoughts on, on this? Because obviously the first match in the first show in a, in a big arena for NXT in the, in the last two years or two plus years. Um, I mean, this was a great way to start. I mean, it kind of announced them like we're back. We're here. This is the NXT that, you know, that you love that at, at for all intents and purposes, it's a takeover, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah. <laughs> and ta- takeovers always deliver. I gotta say. And, and this one was no, no doubt. Uh, what were your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I, I definitely thought they started out hot. Um, this is a perfect matchup. Little guy, big guy. I, I think uh, Dijak works really good with a, a smaller a smaller opponent. Um, he, he, he can do that uh, high-flying stuff when he needs to, uh, but he can also be a hoss and a power, power wrestler. Um, Wesley's really good at fighting from underneath, uh, especially in this match with Dijak. I thought they just had a ton of chemistry. The crowd was super hyped, super pumped, super into this match throughout the whole thing. Um, they had a few botches throughout, but like I think it kind of played into the physicalness and kind of the worn outness that they had uh, throughout the match. So it kind of added to it uh, in, in a way. 
um, but yeah, just just a, a lot of great moves. Uh, there was a really brutal like Frankensteiner from the top rope that uh, oh, Wesley yeah. hit at one point on Dijak. I thought that was sick. Um, but just a lot of really cool moves. Um, I, I, I envisioned uh, that Tony D would get uh, involved somehow. I wasn't sure if he would cause Wesley to lose or Dijak to win or uh, either way. I wasn't sure how it was going to work, but I figured he would get involved somewhat because I just see, see this ending somewhere in a triple threat between the three of them or you know maybe another guy gets added somewhere along the line. But I thought this was a really great way to start this and got the crowd super hyped. So really solid and awesome opener. Well, I mean, haven't they traditionally been at the at the do the North American title in a ladder match? At, at the uh, they, they had, they, yeah, they they did it last year. They had uh, you know Carmelo defended it against like five or six guys, and Cameron Grimes ended up winning. But um, I I would really like to see these three guys just kind of have a match to themselves. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with the ladder match, but I, I'd like to see this rivalry rivalry kind of play out. Uh, yeah. Uh, for their sakes. Yeah, I th- I think Dijak's the one that's going to take it. Uh, I think he's got They got to give him a run with a title. Uh, I think he's he's earned it. I mean, his first run next was so good, and then he had to deal with that shit in Retribution. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, yep. let's let let's give the guy uh, you know some some uh, some shine here. All right, so we move on to the women's tag titles. We got uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance defending against Keanu James and Fallon Henley with a fun match, lots of quick action. Again, James is wrestling as a heel while Henley is wrestling as a face. Then Chance hits a super hurricanrana on Henley. Then Henley ends up pinning Carter while James holds her legs, unbeknownst to Fallon Henley, and they celebrate by being lifted onto the shoulders of Briggs and Jensen. This was... um, Somewhat of a surprise to some. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew I, I if you had asked me like a, a week or two before this, I did not think that this would be the team that would take the tag belts off of them. But they really don't have women's teams that are like are that established. So they had they, I think they had <laughs> to do something right because Carter and Chance, I, they're 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 run and unbelievably. Uh, they're the longest. They were the longest reigning women's tag champions. And that includes the women's tag, the WWE women's tag titles. Nobody's held it as long as those two. Again, if you had asked wow. me that, you know, who who that was going to be, I would not. That would not have been my answer. Uh, wh- <laughs> so, wh- what did you think about this match? Yeah, I, I thought it was a solid match. Like, like I said in the previous episode uh, that we talked about, I thought I think Kiana and Fallon have a good uh, chemistry, and they and, and they play the uh, you know partially heel, partially face uh, kind of thing really well. I, I would say, um, yeah, I definitely didn't see them winning uh, going in. I, I kind of get it for the storyline purposes as we've as we'll go forward, obviously. Um, but I, I feel like it's kind of a letdown for uh, Carter and Chance. I feel like they should have lost to a uh, with that being such a big record reign for them. I feel like they should have lost to a team that was a little bit more, uh, you know, established and maybe uh, maybe just bigger stars. Maybe like like we were talking about in the previous episode as well. Maybe like an Isla and an Alba. Like Alba's been around a while, and Isla's obviously somebody that they see uh, and think. Of of highly so um definitely a surprise but not a bad match for sure yeah mm-hmm. then we get a lyra valkyria package where she issues an open challenge then we get the apollo cruz versus carmella hayes best two out of three falls great action and athleticism from both men Melo ends up winning two nothing and at uh you know 
we get Dabakato, formerly known as Commander Z, shows up to prevent Trick Williams from interfering. Then post-match, Kato attacks Cruz with a two-handed chokeslam on a chair. So, obviously, you knew this was going to be a great match with these two guys going in. Were you surprised about the two-nothing, uh, uh, you know, result? Um, in a way, a little bit. I was. I, I figured. I, I just figured they'd, you know, give Cruz a bone and give him a fall on a roll-up or something like that. But I, I, I support it for sure. Hayes is. Uh, as we'll see at the end of this show, uh, he's headed for bigger and better things uh, for sure. This match was really good, and I really enjoyed it, but I, I feel like it could have clicked into another gear a little bit. I feel like it never quite got to that like really great level. Uh, I think they did a really good job. I think it was a good match, well worked, but uh, I think there was another gear that they could have gotten to. And uh, seeing uh, Dabakato come back... Uh, Another big guy. Uh, so I feel like we're starting to stack up the roster with a lot of big guys. So uh, we'll see where he goes forward. Um, I don't really think he's been too impressive in his previous runs. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it works out this time. Yeah, he's part of that whole class of, of big guys that you're kind of like, what, what is this? Is this just because Vince loves big guys here? Because it was like him, Omos, <laughs> Omos, uh, uh, Shanky. Uh, I mean, maybe you mm-hmm. could put Von Wagner in, into that. Yeah, it's just these ginormous guys who are just, eh, you know, kind of <laughs> like, like just they. <laughs> I mean, they're they're. Yeah, I just I don't know where they're going with that, and I I perish as the thought of, of some of some where they could go with some like of these. It seemed like he was trying to help him. It seemed like he was trying to help him at first, and then it was like he suddenly didn't like him anymore. And then he suddenly just lost. Like, I feel like he came out to help him, and then they kind of distracted him at the same time and opened the door for Mello to win. So uh, it was very confusing kind of at the end what what the uh, kind of thing was with them in the first place. So, But obviously he yeah. turned on him, so it made sense. Yep. So then we move on to the fatal four-way for the men's tag titles. We got Pretty Deadly, Chase U, and Gallus versus The New Day. All the teams work really hard in this. We get Gallus putting Duke Hudson through the announcer table on the outside, and Gallus wins by pinning Xavier Woods. So going in, I had I had a feeling you you thought the New Day were were going to win, and I and because they were going to be around till Mania, I I was kind of a little more skeptical of that. I thought they needed to make a statement on this show, and New Day winning. Although I was a little surprised, New Day ate the pin in this match but i think the uh the right team wins uh in this one where, where were you uh thinking on this one yeah i i was definitely thinking new day would take this one and kind of lose in a one-on-one match to who eventually won the tag titles in this match thought they would uh have a one-on-one match with or two on two whatever you want to say uh with gallus um but gallus takes it here uh i was very surprised when that happened um but I, I thought it was real. I thought it was another really good match. I, I feel like this one again could have gone into another gear at some point, but I, I do think it was very well worked by all the teams. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm very surprised that the New Day lost the titles, but I'm even more surprised that they uh, took the pin, like you said, because um, I definitely would have seen. Uh, I definitely would have seen the New Day being in the Mania match, but uh, since they've been beaten by the tag champs, I feel like um, who wants to see that now? They've already beat them, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. 
the New Day are kind of bulletproof anyway. It doesn't hurt them at all, yeah, especially true. losing in NXT. I think they're they're one of those teams, and this adds to their to their legacy, I guess, right? You know, they came down there, yeah, they they sure. kind of pumped it up. They did they did what they were supposed to do, basically. They, the mission accomplished. They got the tag team division, you know, hot and going. And and Gallus, you know, thankfully all those visa issues got settled. It seems like with Gallus and Tyler Bate and and a few other people, so um, we get that. Mm-hmm. So we get the uh, next is the triple threat match for the women's title. Roxanne Perez defending against both Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. We get Toxic Attraction coming out together. And they seem to be on the same page for a lot of the match. But then that devolves. Roxanne puts Gigi through a table on the outside. And then ends up hitting JC with Super Pop Rocks for the win. I really enjoyed this match. I thought maybe the uh, working together went on a little too long between JC and Gigi. But... Obviously, there it's leading to uh, to something else that's that's coming up uh, after this show, but uh, I, I really uh, I I thought the match was good. I mean, it's it's a tough story to tell, you know. Uh, they have to balance yeah. it, and I thought they did, you know. And it it continues with Roxanne with her uh, kind of her underdog uh, champion uh, thing that she's that she's been going with here. So, uh, what were your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I think they worked the two-on-one aspect of this really well. I feel like Roxanne did really well underneath, from underneath, uh, going against the two girls. Uh, I think they, I think they worked the kind of handicap triple threat uh, match pretty well, uh, and that's that aspect. But um, uh, obviously, it wasn't going to work. Eventually, one of them is going to be like, "Nah, I want to be the champion," and then they're going to uh, obviously go at each other's throats um, throughout the match. But I, I thought, I thought it was well worked for sure. Um, I thought the su- super pop rocks was uh, awesome i thought that was an awesome way to finish it and she had kind of just pushed uh gg onto the table so uh, i thought the finish was really hot um and i just i just thought they really worked the uh, the two-on-one aspect throughout the throughout the beginning of the match really well so enjoyed this one a lot all right so then we got our main event which is the nxt title match grayson waller versus Braun breaker in a steel cage we get grayson waller getting a big entrance here and we got a well-paced match with Braun hitting power moves. Grayson playing the, the quick sort of chicken shit heel at times. Braun hits a, a superplex and then a spear and hesitates to uh, to get the win because he wants to punish uh, Waller some more. Then hits a devastating spear for the win. Post-match, Carmelo Hayes comes out and appears that he will be the next challenger for Braun. I thought there was going to be kind of a, a screwy finish here with... Uh, Grayson winning by uh, like Braun like spearing him through the cage and him hitting the floor. So um, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised, but you know Waller again, another guy that doesn't need a title, I guess to to be over. I, mean, I don't think Braun does at this point, but once Braun loses, I think his days are numbered down there anyway. Uh, what, what, what did you think this uh, this match delivered? So. I'm doing the live watch on this show. I didn't get to hear a lot of the commentary or any of the backstage stuff. So it's apparently throughout this show, they said that the cage match had to be won by pinfall or submission. So uh. if you had told me that before the main, before the main event had happened, uh, I would have definitely picked Braun to win. Cause I don't think that uh, if, if Grayson won, it was going to be by chicanery kind of like yep. you said. So, 
Um, once they announced that, I was like, well, Braun's taking it. Um, I mean, and I didn't know that till after the show because I rewatched it, uh, obviously, uh, later. But And they kind of said it on the episodes after this. But, um, yeah, the, the match had to be won by pinfall or submission, so that would have kind of given the uh, winner away from, away from me. Um, but I, I thought it was another really good match. Um, I, I feel like the last few Braun matches haven't been up to the uh, level that I think he can get to. Um, and I feel like this one kind of fell into that. This one was way better than the Apollo match, but um, still kind of lacked something uh, throughout it. But um, uh, obviously, Braun's continuing his reign. Uh, he's obviously going for Carmelo, uh, or Carmelo's coming for him next. And I'm uh, really looking forward to that one. Uh, I don't really know where Waller goes uh, going forward now because I feel like he's kind of main roster ready, but I also feel like he could still kind of stay down and be an ace. Uh, of that kind of mid card upper tier uh, division for the uh, NXT brand, but uh, I, I'm interested to see where he goes going forward. And it seems uh, as crazy and stupid as it may be, as we'll get into the next uh, few episodes, it seems like he might be going for a, a certain Booker of the NXT. Uh, brand. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, kind of a head scratcher at the moment <laughs> for 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 me too. Yeah, overall, no, it was. I thought it was a really good card. Um, what match of the night, North American Absolutely. title match? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was a super hot way to open, and just uh, I don't think anything quite eclipses it. Yeah, and there was there was nothing like bad on the show, really. You know, you know, everything was good to 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 very good to even great. So mm-hmm. I I thought it was a solid uh, showing by the NXT brand. Really, Fair. go ahead. Very very good uh, first uh, impression back on the road for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a really well done card. Yeah, yeah, and they can and they're only going to get better too, which is which is really cool. All right, so then we get exactly. to the the following episode, which is uh, aired on February seventh. It opens with a Vengeance Day recap, of course. And we get Carmella Hayes with Trick Williams out talking about his clean sweep over Apollo Cruz, and we get JD McDonough interrupting, and Hayes challenges him to a match. We go backstage and Fallon and Kiana argue about the way they won the titles. Fallon tells Kiana that, that she has to tell Brooks about uh, who she was talking to on the phone. They walk into the locker room and Brooks and and, uh, and Briggs and Jensen have thrown them a surprise party for their title win. And we get our first match of the night with Zoe Stark versus Sol Ruka. Zoe uh, wrestles, uh, like I said, better as a heel earlier. Ruka is improving every week but gets kind of brought back down to earth in this match. Zoe wins with a modified GTS in the post-match. Zoe goes to beat her down, but she ends up hitting the Soul Snatcher, which I think everybody is now really just looking for with, with Saul. Uh, I don't want her to be <laughs> defined by that, but she definitely needed to get, I don't know, some people to call it like a come-to-Jesus moment, like like knock her down a bit because, like, yeah. you're like, all right, you're good. You ain't there yet, sweetheart. Uh, let's 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 get our, our our expectations here. So, what what are your thoughts on the opening of the show with Carmelo and JD setting something up? We get the the saga of of Briggs and Kiana's romance with Henley and 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 uh, and Briggs in there. <laughs> Brooks, sorry, Brooks's romance, and then we get the Zoe versus Saul match. Um, yeah, I, I was super pumped to see that uh, Carmelo and JD were going to work together big fan of both of those guys so uh that that's that's something that got me excited for sure um uh the continued saga like you said of uh henley not trusting james uh arkiana and uh you know <laughs> calling her out for the whole phone thing um i kind of think 
Kiana could have made it a little easier and just said uh, who the person was, was on the other side of the phone uh, before what we see on the uh, next episode. Uh, and it would have been a lot easier to squash. But it was nice for uh, Brooks and uh, uh, Josh to kind of give them a, a party uh, to celebrate their win. Um, and then, you know, like like you said, I think it's good that Soul kind of got I, – I'm not put in her place, but, you know, knocked down a peg. Like, yeah, you're good and your move is really cool. And she shows good athleticism in all these match, but, matches, but uh, this is a good spot for Zoe. Kind of like I said, she's never going to have an uh, – all-time classic match but she's always going to bring uh maybe some of these younger rookie rookie girls uh up to her level and uh get a good match out of them so um perfect spot for zoe to kind of you know put put soul back or back down a couple pegs all right so then we get uh pretty deadly at the party and they kind of look like crap uh <laughs> and chase you challenges them <laughs> to a match you know because they're dejected after everything that happened so then dabakato Versus Dante Chen with basically uh, Kato squashing him. They asked him why he attacked Apollo, and he said he knows why. I'm kind of get that. Um, and then we get, um, you know, uh, we get backstage with Carter and Chance interrupting uh, Roxanne's interview. They are upset and acting very heelish. They say Roxanne has no friends that she'll, and she says that she'll make a call and we'll see them next week. We get Isla Dawn with Alba Fire versus Tatum Paxley. Comes out by herself. It's fairly one side with Tatum getting uh, a little bit of offense in there. But Isla wins with her version of the final cut. And Isla and Alba go to attack Tatum post-match. And Ivy makes a save. So, you know, we get Alba Kato basically uh, returning. Uh, and poor Dante Chen uh, getting his ass kicked. <laughs> and, you know, Carter and Chance uh, teasing a heel turn here. And... We get this uh, Isla Dawn and Tam Paxley. Now, I think that the whole little coven thing I was talking about, Tam Paxley could be the first person they recruit after Alba. So, so what do you what do you think of of, of uh, what uh, these few segments here? Yeah, it obviously seems like they're focusing on uh, Ivy and Tatum, so I, I could see them definitely, or one of them definitely getting pulled into that uh, little coven coven deal uh, th- that you have cooked up. Um, Dabakato looked like a big hoss guy that's going to throw around a little a little guy, so um, I thought Dante got a few more uh, moves in than I would have thought, so uh, I, I was kind of surprised by that. I don't know that uh, NXT... Uh, on the squashes, like that they have squashes, but I feel like none of them are like absolute squashes where nobody gets a move in. I feel like at least you know the, a person gets at least a few moves in or a series uh, in. So uh, no, nobody absolutely squashes anybody in this one. Um, but uh, yeah, Katana and uh, Caden kind of going somewhat heel in this segment was kind of weird. I, I get them being pissed about how they lost the titles and uh, lost their record reign, but getting pissed at uh, Roxanne was not the direction I thought that they would go. Um, and then uh, Isla obviously uh, takes care of Tatum pretty pretty easily. Tatum gets a few moves in, in here and there, but um, uh, just obviously a way to put her over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got uh, Carmelo Hayes versus J.D. McDonough. Really good match as expected. Both men are when both men are down. We get Ela Dragonoff music hit hits. Plays kind of uh, gets a big pop. He ends up taking out Trick Williams. Hayes then rolls up McDonough for the win. Dragonoff then jumps into the ring and you think he's going to go after Hayes, but goes after JD. Then we have backstage with Thea Hell 
is arguing with Tiffany Stratton. When Tiffany turns around, Ava Rain kidnaps Thea. And we have toxic attraction arriving separately. So this Carmella JD match was really good. I, I did enjoy it, and I love seeing Dragonoff uh, coming back and looking forward to uh, him and him and JD coming up. And then we get some more backstage. Uh, I'm gonna say antics is not the right word. We got Thea getting to uh, you know her and Tiffany. I enjoy their little interaction here. And now we get looks like we're moving on. You know, really getting into the schism versus Chase U feud here. So, uh, any anything to add on these? Uh, yeah, like you said, Carmelo and uh, JD obviously blew blew it out of the uh, out of the water, uh, hit a home run uh, as as expected. I thought they had a really good match, and yeah, it's good to see Dragunov come back, kind of get some revenge on McDonough for taking him taking him out. So. Uh, it's good to see him back, and I, I'm interested to see that match going forward. And then, yeah, the little segment between Thea and Tiffany was really good. Uh, it should let uh, Thea show a little bit more of that little pit bull kind of Tasmanian devil <laughs> personality that she has. Uh, and she, she's kind of schizophrenic. She co- goes from being, like, super happy and cheery to kind of pissed off uh, just seconds later. So, um, But, yeah, it's obviously uh, – building towards some kind of schism chase you uh, feud uh, as she kind of got kidnapped. So interested to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I really like Dragunov, but I have a feeling that if he comes up, maybe he joins Imperium, right? Cause Walter, ah. Walter, sorry, uh, Gunter is so over. <laughs> and it is, it, it, I think they it could be that they could be getting to the point where they may be more over than they were in NXT up there. And, you know, and they have had four members of Imperium before. That's you know. true. Um, yeah, they, they were huge rivals in NXT UK, so it could be cool to see them kind of be partners uh, at some point. So that would be that would be interesting for sure. Yeah, and we at least the eventual split and then we will get, you know, them, uh, you know, fighting each other again. So I think uh, mm-hmm. in terms of long term booking, I think that could be a good move for them. Um, so then we go back to the party. We get Brooke says he has a Valentine's Day with Kiana and that she's the love of his life. Then we go back to the <laughs> ring for Lyra Valkyria's open challenge. Valentina Faraz comes out, accompanied by Wendy Chu. Electra then comes out mid-match, tosses Valentina the brass knuckles. She refuses to use them and walks right into a spin kick and Val- Valkyria wins. Backstage, Tony D and Stax talk about Wes that they uh, should be paid for Talk to Wes, telling him that they should he's paying him for helping him out at Vengeance Day. He tells him he's having an open challenge for the North American title next week. So, you know, we get continuing on with the uh, the saga of uh, you know Brooks and and Kiana. We get a a, a little decent match here with with uh, Lyra Valkyrie and Valentina for us uh, forwarding her thing with Electra. And the again moving forward, the Tony D and Wes getting the whole the you know talking about Vengeance Day. So so the fallout is leading on. So uh, anything to add on on these on these segments? Yeah, the the Valentina Faraz Lyra Valkyria match was definitely totally just to prep press the uh, Electra Lopez thing going forward, uh, trying to get Faraz to go more heelish and cheat. Uh, I'm glad Valkyria took our advice and uh, didn't use the stupid splash uh, as her finisher anymore. She used some kicks, and I thought that was a much better uh, way to polish polish off an opponent. Um, 
Uh, Brooks having the best night of his life next week uh, is going to be exciting to see how much of a disaster that ends up being. Um, and yeah, Wes continuing to be a great champion and kind of put that uh, open challenge out there was a, a good move for sure. And we get Tyler Bate package where he's challenging Grayson Waller. Then we get Odyssey Jones versus Stax with Tony D on his side. Stax gets to win after a DDT, a punch, and a stomp series of moves. Where uh, C. Jones was kind of eh, in this match. Uh, we get an Indus Sheer package. Then Roxanne announces that Michael Satamora will be her partner next week. And then we get Chase U versus Pretty Deadly. Chase U dominates as Pretty Deadly is somewhat out of it. Thea Hell runs out to ringside after escaping from appears to be uh, the schism kidnapping her. And Duke uh, checks on her on the floor, which leads to Pretty Deadly hitting spilled milk. On Andre for the win. So, yeah, this this uh, Odyssey Jones Stacks match was kind of rough, but I mean, it, it did make Stacks look good in it. So I, I do appreciate that. The Indus Sheer thing is moving forward. Uh, you know, Roxanne announcing that we get Satomura is is pretty big, and, and it's going to lead to something uh, that should be a lot of fun over the next uh, little while. And this Chase U Pretty Deadly match was 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 pretty good. Uh, you know, Pretty Deadly has some some character stuff and really uh, is they they're they're really great at this. They they're a team that I see a really bright future for uh, in on the main roster and continuing on again the the schism and Chase U thing. So so any thoughts here? Uh, I thought it was a big win for Stax. Odyssey's not a huge name, but I feel like uh, a bit as big of a guy as he is, and uh, I, they were pretty behind him before he got hurt um, uh, the, at, at when he first debuted. So uh, I think that's a big win for Stax, all things considered. Um, yeah, the uh, and I thought the pretty deadly Chase U match was really good as well. Um, uh, obviously, it was just a way to get Thea back out there, and she's obviously terrified. She had all the happy face buttons all over her. Uh, mm-hmm. She was scared to death of whatever schism just did to her. So um, I'm definitely interested to see if they kind of go back to that and show us what, you know, they they, they might have tried to possess her or something like that. So, uh, yeah, just uh, def- definitely weird stuff, but uh, definitely interesting. Um and I, I I hate to see Chase U keep to lose, but uh, I think it was a good way to get pretty deadly a a win and by by some chicanery at least. But um, I, they they definitely need to start getting some more wins because uh, they're obviously seem to be the team that's going to go after Gallus uh, at least at first. So uh, mm-hmm. good to see Chip pretty pretty deadly get a win, but uh, I would like to see Chase U uh, start getting a few wins themselves. Yeah, and then we get uh, Bailey appearing here at NXT with a ding-dong hello segment with Toxic Attraction. They play up their unity, but ends up JC turns on Gigi, hits her with a super kick, then into the throws her into the to the door, and then hits her again <laughs> with another kick to the head, basically recreating the rocker split move for move. Um, I was the not saying I was a little surprised that JC was the one that that did the turn, but they definitely were playing Gigi more uh, into the face. Uh, now I'm not familiar with uh, either of them. I don't know how much JC did pre NXT. I know um, Gigi as Priscilla Kelly, right, uh, on the Indies had had a pretty decent uh, you know indie career before she signed here. So I'm not sure about how she works as a face because I think she's pretty much been a heel the whole time she's been in. 
But I thought they really they pulled the segment off really well. I just really hope that your beloved Gigi does not become Marty Jannetty. How yeah, how did you I, how did you here. feel on this? I I had to hold my poor sweet Gigi in my arms uh, <laughs> and, and uh, nurse nurse her back to health. She was uh she was she was broken a little bit and she was hurt, so uh, I, I had to do my best to get get my poor sweet Gigi uh, back to <laughs> back to good good health. Um, uh, no, nah, this was an awesome segment. Uh, I, I think they did a, a, lo- a lot of good stuff here. Obviously, the callback to the uh, to the barber shop uh, and the whole rockers thing. Um, at one point, JC says, uh, "Gigi looks like a hobo banged a Chucky doll." I thought that was a really good line. <laughs> um, so I, I thought that was pretty good. But uh, you know, they kind of are catty at first uh they're going back and forth with insults uh, and then they kind of make up and hug and all that so you kind of think that they're okay and they're going to go forward but uh jc hits that big super kick um and then she throws her into the door and that door had no get no get i, know. I mean it just it, she just went boom and just it seemed like it didn't move at all and then she freaking kicks her head off uh with that big boot that she had on so um i I just felt so bad for her because it was a stiff stiff kick so um interested to see where these girls go um i thought it was pretty obvious that if if they did break up jc was going to be the heel um like you said i'm not super familiar with either of their indie runs but i know Gigi's a little bit more experienced uh uh, than maybe JC was or has more years at least in the business. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, I'm not sure she's done too much face work. So we'll see how that goes. I think she'll pull it off pretty well, uh, at least if not only for just this storyline. Um, but yeah, JC seems to be a pretty good heel. Um, so I'm interested to see where she goes. Yeah, a lot, a lot of great facial expressions on her. You just kind of like, she makes you like want to hate her. Kind of thing. She's like, very evil. <laughs> yeah, like like Gigi, you know. I think people like Gigi. You know, I think they just they just generally just like her as a as a character a little bit more. Like in terms of like would cheer for her. JC like is just kind of like a bitch. <laughs> you know, Gigi, you could definitely see she's crazy <laughs> and kooky, but but she was definitely a, a bit more the uh, I guess the fans uh, probably. Uh, we're more a little more invested in her, so to speak, I guess. Um, yeah, okay, they, so they then, made the right move. Yeah, yeah, they did. So we move on to the final episode we're going to cover tonight from February 14th. We get opening with an in-memoriam card for Jerry Jarrett, who just passed away. We get Grayson Waller versus Tyler Bate. Waller plays up uh, all the HBK stuff. Um, lots of let's go Waller and Waller sucks chants. Really good chemistry between the two. Waller goes for a dirty pin. The ref catches him, and Tyler rolls him up for the win. What do you think of this this opener? I, I thought it was pretty solid. And we get, I mean, Waller is so over with the crowd in, in NXT. And this this whole HBK thing is brewing, and, and it's going to keep brewing as this episode continues on. So, I, I, obviously, Tyler Bate is, is pretty awesome, and, and no matter what he does is great. But uh, what do you think of this opening match here? 
Yeah, I think if these guys were given a takeover match and given about 20 minutes, they could have a, a all-timer uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, they get 11 minutes here. I thought it was a really solid TV match for sure. Um, I like that Waller would have had the win if the ref hadn't caught uh, him holding the ropes, and Tyler kind of sneaks one out that way. So uh, I, I really like that. And I think I think the, the like you said, the crowd is super behind uh, Grayson. So I think they're kind of pissed, uh, as we'll see later, that uh, he didn't take the belt off of Braun. Uh, but Braun has a segment later, and we'll kind of talk about it. But, um, yeah, really good opener. Uh, obviously continues to kind of push the heat between Shawn Michaels and Grayson. So uh, we'll see where that goes. All right. Then we get Briggs and Jensen backstage. Uh, Brooks is nervous about his date with Keanu since he's never even kissed a woman. All right. That was information <laughs> <laughs> that a little surprising. 90-10. They basically played, uh, you know, Hitch. It was like somebody must have been watching because uh-huh. they did the whole thing. Like if she fumbles her keys, that whole thing. Yeah. It, it was like it was like literally watching Hitch. Uh, we get Fallon coming in, and she just tells him to have fun. We get J.C. Jane walking in backstage, and Grayson Waller goes in and argues with HPK and, and the gorilla, and Sean orders Matt Bloom, a.k.a. Albert, to escort him out. Apollo Crews' vignette with the diary. He says he's no longer focused on the NXT title. He's just focused on revenge on Dabakato. Then we get a J.C. Jane in-ring interview. Plays out that it's all about her now. She runs down Gigi, even compares her to Mari Jannetty. Says everyone saw her as the one that didn't belong in Toxic Attraction, and now that she's the last one standing. And then we get a clip of Roxanne picking up Miko Satomura at the airport. So a lot of, you know, continuing the, as I call it, the saga of, of uh, you know, Brooks and, and Kiana. We get the moving the Grayson Waller HBK stuff forward a little bit. More of that damn diary from from Apollo Cruz and JC Jane comes out and explains herself. So lots of uh, character and storyline focus here on these on these few segments here. And any anything to add? Yeah, yeah, I thought the the, the whole ninety ten segment with uh, Briggs and Jensen was hilarious. Like you said, it was just like that scene from um, uh, Hitch. I thought that that's a really good comp uh, for sure. I think that's definitely what they were going for. Um, somebody, uh, somebody, uh, producer is a big fan of that movie. I'm guessing uh, that wrote that segment. Um, and then the whole Waller Michaels thing was a good. Good little segment as well. Um, I love that uh, Sean looked at the camera and said, go to commercial. <laughs> I thought that was well, really funny. He looked at one camera uh, and looked at another camera yeah, at the same true. time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. true. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Apollo and that damn diary. Uh, but, but he's obviously going for Dabakato. I hope hope that that doesn't end up being a, a stand and deliver match. I hope that's kind of one of those uh, NXT before uh, the big event kind of things. I, I don't want to see that get uh, a PLE time. So yeah. uh, hope, hope that one gets squashed pretty quickly. And then uh, JC uh, just kind of had a promo to establish herself, uh, establish that she's, uh, you know, on her own. She's going to uh, take over the women's division. She's going to leave Gigi in the dust. So, um, I thought it was a really solid way to establish yourself. All right. So then we get um, Thea Hale backstage, a bit shaken up about being abducted by Schism last week. And we get Duke and Andre checking her as she says that she's got to put it behind her after, you know, and they, they do offer to get her match put off because, you know, if you just go to Sean, he does anything you ask him, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. Unless you're Grace Waller. <laughs> yeah. And we got a Saul Ruka vignette. She talks about failing and how she's been perfecting the Saul Sucker, Seeker, whatever it's called, Soul Seeker, and wants a rematch with um, Zoe. And we get Thea Hale versus Tiffany Stratton. The dyad appear in a crowd wearing masks. Thea is trying to fight Tiffany, but then Joe Gacy appears on the on a platform above the stage. And Tiffany keeps trying taking advantage of these distractions. Ava Rain then appears in the front row wearing a mask. She unmasks and it messes up Thea. She goes in back into the ring and Tiffany takes control and hits the big moonsault for the win. This then uh, gets uh, sits up both ma- she sits up uh, Thea sits up both post match and is rocking back and forth. So this was a really good segment. I mean, building up this uh, this schism and, and Thea basically this young girl getting really you know, mine effed by, by these people. Uh, and, and Tiffany looked great and, and gets another big win with the impressive uh, moonsault that she's been hitting. Uh, anything to, uh, to add here? Yeah, I thought the continuation of the hail versus schism, uh, obviously they, they really messed her up when they abducted her uh, the previous week. Kind of, kind of feel bad for Tiffany kind of being a background character and all this, but she did did look impressive in the ring, and she obviously won. So uh, that's a that's a big deal uh, as she continues to stack up uh, win win after win. So, um, but yeah, I, it, it the the whole thing in this was definitely to push that uh, chase you schism thing going forward. Uh, so did definitely interested to see where that goes. All right, then our our favorite person returns. We haven't seen him in a bit. Big body Javi. <laughs> big body Javi. Javier Bernal approaches Tatum and Ivy backstage. Asks Tatum to be his Javi time. And she says that she's taken. He then asks Ivy, and she says yes, but then puts him in her dragon sleeper. And we get Isla Dawn's voice comes from a nearby object and tries to stir up things between Ivy and Tatum. But they shrug it off, and they leave together. And we get Axiom versus Damon Kemp. Axiom uses a lot of high-flying offense as Kemp uses power moves and suplexes. Axiom hits a running kick to get the, uh, the win. And then we get Briggs and Fallon backstage. Looking at Twitter posts of, Bron- of Brooks and Kiana's date, Fallon says she has to go tell him. So, you know, Javi's back. You know how much we love to hate him. We get continuing on with uh, this whole my coven idea, and I'm going to stick to it. So we'll see what happens uh, on the, on our next recording if 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 that if that starts to come to pass. We get a decent match from Axiom Damon Kemp. We get a, a you know contrasting styles, and Axiom of course goes over. And the continuing saga of Brooks and Kiana's dates. So anything you want to add on any of those? Any thoughts? How dare you say we love to hate Big Body Javi? We only love Big Body Javi. <laughs> yourself. Um, I'm, just, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, but I thought... I thought that segment was pretty well done. Uh, I, I I liked that Ivy ended up kind of choking him out. So um, g- good stuff there. And I love that uh, Isla Dawn seemed to possess a Bluetooth device uh, somehow. Uh, she just kind of <laughs> her voice just kind of started happening uh, <laughs> from some uh, random spot. So um, and then uh, yeah, Axiom looked really good in his match. Uh, obviously, that was to continue to push him forward. Um, uh, he's obviously kind of got into a newer groove of being one of their really solid mid-card guys, uh, somebody that can always go out there and put out a pretty good match, even if it's somebody like Damon, who's not super uh, great in the ring. He's still kind of green, so um, definitely a good, good match for Axiom there. And then, yeah, like you said, continuation of the uh, the, the date date saga. So uh, it, 
<laughs> that'll get much funnier and uh, much much more tense uh, as the episode goes on. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And we get Grayson Waller's Twitter video of him getting kicked out, and keeps talking shit about to uh, HBK. Then we get Braun in ring says his next challenger, uh, you know, is is closest to him, and he brings out Jinder actually, and in this year, not Carmelo and Trick. We got Braun and Ginger drawing at each other. It sets up a match for next week. Backstage, Carter and Chance go up to Roxanne and Miko and apologize to Roxanne about last week. Then we get an Indy Hartwell interview. She enjoyed watching Gigi getting beat up by JC and then talks down JC Jane. Wesley uh, has his North American Open Challenge. And we get Tony D with Stax comes out to answer, but Dijak attacks Tony from behind. During all this, Von Wagner attacks Lee from out of nowhere, and we get a Von Wagner versus Wes Lee match. And, uh, you know, Lee, Von manhandles him for a bit. And then we get Lee fighting back with his kicks. Eventually nails the cardiac kick for the win. Robert Stone stares down uh, Lee and post-match. So uh, we get a lot of uh, in-ring uh, interview stuff to set up some things with the, uh, you know, Braun and, and Ginger, I guess, which is a little, uh, I guess, a temporary uh, roadblock so to speak, for uh, each other. And then for till he gets to uh, Carmelo, then we get Carter and Chance kind of, uh, you know, saying basically eating some crow because they they, they know that they uh, they got the, uh, you know, Roxanne got herself a partner that is going to be tough for them to beat. We get Indy continuing to uh, kind of build up for her to uh, challenge JC next week. And then we get a, a decent North American title, uh, you know, match, not the best, but moving, uh, I guess, whatever they're doing with um, Von Wagner along. So anything you want to add here? Yeah, I mean, the the Breaker-Mahal thing, that's just a little place placeholder uh, for Braun to have a big match uh, to, before he gets to Carmelo. Uh, obviously, they have over a month of... Uh, of TV to kind of build uh, to get to stand and deliver. So they kind of have to throw in these little uh, side programs together uh, for, for them to kind of get to that point. Um, but, you know, you kind of starting to see cracks between with uh, breaker in the NXT uh, universe. Um, the start, they start to kind of boo him and say that he sucks throughout this uh, promo. So um, that they're starting to be a little bit of a fracture between the fans and, the, and, and uh, Braun, it seems so. Um, I think, like I said earlier, maybe they're kind of pissed that they didn't give Grace in the belt at uh, Vengeance Day. So, or just maybe just that sect of fans, uh, just because they're obviously some are, some are regulars and uh, some are, you know some bounce in and out uh, throughout the throughout the tapings. Uh, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that'll be an interesting match. I won't say that that's going to be a all-time banger match uh, to look forward to, but it'll be a good hoss fest. They're both big guys, so uh, could could be interesting for sure. Um, and uh, I, I I don't really think Katana and Caden needed to apologize. Uh, it was more to show respect to Miko, I think. So, um, but yeah, that 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 should be an interesting match uh, to close the show. Uh, for us tonight um and then the nxt uh north american title match was uh pretty good another solid showing by von wagner he seems to be getting a little bit more comfortable in the ring uh despite uh his character having flaws apparently um but wesley uh, shined here as well so good good match all right so we get hank walker backstage showing off his new gear to drew gulak but he forgot his boots 
and ends up having to take a pair of Drews. We get Hank Walker versus Charlie Dempsey. A quick match with Charlie Dempsey winning via submission. Gulak and Dempsey stare at each other post-match, and Gulak nods, and they leave together. And we get uh, Von Wagner furious backstage. Robert Stone goes off on him and tells him he has no connection to the WWE Universe, has his walls up, and wants him to help him, help you, help me, help you, continuing... <laughs> And we get Gallus playing pool. Pretty Deadly tries to <clears throat> shows up and tries to trick them into a match by playing them and getting them drunk. After all that, Gallus said all they had to do was ask and they would get a match. Then we get uh, a Dragonov interview backstage. He talks about his retribution on J.D. McDonough. Trick Williams appears on screen and calls him out. Dragonov goes out to the ring and and he uh, hits him. Sees it, sends him into the floor and attack. JD comes out next. He runs down and Trick attacks him from behind. JD goes into the ring, but Dragunov uh, screams at him and he backs off. So, actually, uh, and then Camarillo is backstage. Trick tells him about fighting Ilya next week, and Mello warns him, uh, you know, about uh, about what he's about to do. So, um, a lot of a lot of good stuff here. We you know this continuing on with the Gulak and Chelly Dempsey stuff. You know, the Von Wagner backstage uh, drama with him and Robert Stone. The Gallus and Pretty Deadly have a, have a really fun exchange. These, guys, these teams have really good chemistry. I guess they, uh, I'm guessing that they wrestle a lot over at NXT UK. And then we get, uh, you know, Trick Williams basically is going to get fed to, uh, to Dragunov basically in the next episode. So, <laughs> so, so what do you have to say about this stuff? Um, yeah, Charlie looked like a killer in his match with Hank. I, I thought that was a good uh, a good way to put him over. Um, and obviously, uh, Gulak seems to be dumping uh, poor Hank Walker uh, at this point and going with Charlie, and they're, they're going to do something together. Um, Vaughn still doesn't know who he is. Mr. Stone still doesn't uh, have a connection with him. Uh, he needs him to break his walls down, apparently. I thought that was a good little uh, Jericho rib there. Um, and then the pool segment was really well done. Yeah, they had a ton of matches in uh, NXT UK, and I'm pretty sure Pretty Deadly won the NXT UK tag titles off of them. So uh, they have a lot of a lot of history uh, and a lot of good matches that they had. So um, definitely excited to see that one whenever it happens. And then, uh, like I said in the previous episode, I'm really looking forward to the Ilya uh, JD match that they eventually had. I would like to know how he hurt his eye. I don't remember if we saw how that happened, but uh, JD comes out with a giant patch over his eye uh, during this match. So that that was that was interesting uh, little eyewear there. Uh, but yes, uh, Trick is going to absolutely get murdered by tracking off on the next episode. So, yes. uh, he's going to get fed to the wool for sure. All right. So then we got Brooks and Kiana wrapping up their date. Um, they're about to uh, to kiss at uh, Kiana's front door, but Fallon with Briggs interrupts, accuses her of cheating on him. But Zach was just her brother. Fallon tries to apologize, but the guys walk off on her. Then we get our main event of the night, which is Rocket, Roxanne Perez and Miko Satomura versus Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance. We get a fun match, lots of action. Roxanne eventually hits Pop Rocks on Carter for the win. Then we get Satomura asks Roxanne to return the favor, as she did for her, and she wants a title match. Roxanne accepts and says it will be her honor. So looking forward to that as well. And that's going to happen, I believe at roadblock which is another nxt episode coming up in a couple of weeks uh 
what are your what are your thoughts on um you know this what I, you know obviously it's not the conclusion of the the Brooks and Kiana story, but you know, we see how the date ends up, and then we get this uh, tag title, uh, ta- excuse me, tag uh, main event match here. I just feel bad for Jitson. I wish he had get, gotten the kiss, but Alan totally ruined it for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach ends up being the, uh, who, the whoever the I love you Zach ended up being just her brother uh, that randomly lives at the same house that she lives at. I don't, I don't really get that. I one, think he, but. I think he was dog sitting. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think he was too, but it seemed like he was like sleeping there for the night too. So I really wasn't, I really wasn't sure about that one. Um, but yeah, I, I, obviously it's not the end. Uh, I'm sure we'll get the big kiss eventually, but um, I'm sad that Fallon ruined it for him uh, on this great Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, a really solid tag main event to end it. Um, I, I think this might kind of be. Uh, Caden and Katana's uh, swan song. I think they might end up going to the main roster to be kind of a tag team in that division going forward. Uh, they're definitely experienced enough, and I think they're probably uh, way better of a tag team than anybody that they can kind of throw together on the main roster. So um, I, I think they definitely could end up on the main roster pretty quickly. Um, but this was obviously just a setup, Miko and uh, Roxanne uh, for a title match at some point, and that should be a banger. So I'm looking forward to that one, like you said. All right. So that's going to wrap up uh, what we're covering on this episode. Uh, what do we got for stock up uh, this month? Uh, I got Tiffany Stratton as definitely a stock up. Any any uh, for you? Um. I think Sol Ruka got a couple of like video segments. They're obviously trying to focus on building her character a little bit more. So yeah. the fact that she got a couple of those, I thought was pretty good. She didn't win her match that she had, but I think she, I think she's obviously shown that the, that she's going to be a big deal going forward. Yeah, I got uh, I, um, JD, you know, making his return, mm-hmm. uh, having some good stuff. Electra Lopez, uh, Stevie Turner with a really good in-ring debut. Uh, anybody uh, else? Wes. Wesley. Wesley, yeah, definitely, definitely had a good month. Um, trying to think who else had Axiom. it. Axiom. Axiom had had a good month. Uh, Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up. Roxanne, of course. J.C. Jane. You know, does the does the mm-hmm. big uh, the big turn and and is uh, you know going to get uh, a bit of a push here. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, any any anybody uh, any stock down. Um. I had one on the tip of my tongue, and I just forgot it. Um, do you have anybody off the top of your head? Well, we got, well, well Hank Walker. We got uh, Von him. Wagner. Yeah, Von Wagner, too. Von, uh, Von Wagner. Um, let's see who else. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we could go into stock up. Isla Dawn, you know, kind of building her, her character. You know, I th- definitely could see uh, Tatum Paxley, uh, her being stock up in the next month. Um, uh, uh, Cor- uh, stock down I would say Cora Jade she only had that one interview she obviously is continuing to be less and less uh, featured so I'd, I'd say she's a pretty bad stock down yeah yeah uh, who else am I thinking of here um, I mean Indy what do you, what do you think where do you think, think Indy is, is right now is she up or down I, she she continues to lose but uh, yeah, I'd say she's probably a little bit down. I, I think she just needs to go to the main roster. She's 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 ready. Uh, I think 
there's more for her there than there is in the NXT division. I think they're obviously going for a couple of younger girls that uh, are coming up. So I, I don't really see a envision a path where she's going to be a champion of any sort. So I think yeah. it's time for her to just go up. Yeah, I think she's I think she's in that position where she's doing the jobs on the way out, putting other people over because she will be up, I think, you know, before long. Um, Odyssey Jones stock down. I mean, kind of a, a nothing showing there against uh, Stacks. Uh, what about uh, our, your your favorites, uh, you know, uh, Blade and um, and what's his face? Um, I, I know Faye. I know Faye and Blade, yeah. They only had the one match. I, they only had the one match, and I don't think they were terrible in it. So I'll, I'll give them a break this episode. <laughs> okay. Where, where would you put your ball of a Gigi, up or down? Um, maybe down, just because she hasn't reappeared yet. So uh, uh, she obviously got <laughs> bitched out pretty bad uh, by JC in the Ding Dong Hello segment. So, um, yeah, maybe down for now. But uh, <clears throat> she probably has the chance to go up on the next episode. Yeah. All right. So obviously they're going to be building up. Our next episode you know, will be about four weeks from now. And... Uh, it'll be probably uh, it'll, it'll drop uh, about ten days before stand and deliver. I'm guessing uh, a week to ten days, so um, we should be able to do a, our preview because the card should hopefully be set by then. But what do you think we could be seeing over the next month? You you, you uh, any any matches you think that could be uh, built? Any any turns? Any any momentum changes? Uh, because I think. Obviously, there's going to be a few people going to be leaving NXT in the next month or two, I think, to go to the main roster. And I think we're going to get, you know, not a reset, but a uh, some changes coming on, some people moving up, some some maybe some new faces coming in. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, maybe a couple of those more experienced people kind of going up for Mania season to be in, you know, some kind of big tag team women's uh, match that they may have at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, uh, the Miko, uh, Roxanne match, I don't know if it's going to happen on an episode of NXT or if they're going to push it to stand and deliver that, that that's obviously a match that's going to happen at some point, if not at both. Um, but, uh, we obviously have Braun and gender, so that'll be, uh, that'll be a big match on the, on tonight's episode that actually as we're recording, um, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of chances for a lot of good things to happen. I, I think we obviously get some more push towards the uh, uh, Tony D, uh, Dijak, and Wesley triple threat. I think that's definitely where we end up with that one. Um, maybe they do some kind of uh, maybe they do a ladder match at uh, Stand and Deliver, but it's for some kind of like number one contendership kind of thing. So maybe it's like a Money in the Bank for NXT kind of thing. So. Um, definitely a lot of plat paths they can go, um, but I, th- I think it's going to be an exciting build to an exciting show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's going to be, uh, you know, we obviously have the Chase Youth schism thing going. We have the Isla Dawn uh, possibly expanding. You have the Electra and Valentina thing. Um, you know, so, yeah, the, lots, lots of stuff going on here and looking forward to seeing what this brand has to offer and we'll be building to obviously the Grayson Waller HPK thing is going to lead all the way to stand deliver. Will it be HPK or will he have a surrogate? Like somebody, uh, wrestling in, in his stead. Cause I think, I think he, he, I think Sean has said he's done in ring. So, yeah, but I, I 
think nothing can be worse than his uh, last last match. So uh, I think he might want to redeem himself a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, I just don't know who the surrogate could be. It would have to be a pretty big deal, I think, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna play that card. So I think we might just get Grayson versus Sean. I'm not gonna lie. Oh boy! All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be I, interesting. <laughs> it'll it'll be something. I'll tell you. I almost wonder if it'll be on uh, WrestleMania instead of Stand and Deliver, though, because I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like that would be more of a Mania match to have Sean have one more match. So who knows? I don't know, man. He's he's the guy though at NXT. He may do it because that's, that's his that's his brand. I mean, he's the he's the the uh, the leading force there now that uh, you know Trips is uh, running the whole show up up top. So um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, that any any recent pods or any social medias you want to call out? Uh, you can follow me at Highway PTBN on Twitter. Uh, we just recorded a recent episode of YouTube Roulette. We did a bunch of Jay Briscoe matches. Uh, uh, rest in peace, obviously. Uh, we did that uh, in his honor. Uh, we watched a couple of his great uh, Ring of Honor matches uh, in his memory. Um, Highway to the Impact Zone, we're building towards um, Destination X right now. We should be recording that uh, episode coming up next week. Um, and then the other two shows here on the wrestling feed are Chicken Salad and Starflation. I do both of those with Ben and Callum. Uh, sit Wrestling Chicken Salad is about worst pay-per-views of all time. Just kind of going through them and seeing where they rank uh, among the worst of all time. And then Starflation's uh, the five-star matches from Dave Meltzer. Uh, we're kind of re-grading them based on the new seven-star scale. So that's what I got. All right, cool. As for me, uh, here on the Wrestling Network, this is my only current show. Uh, you know, could maybe one day bring back Evolution. There is talk of uh, a new host uh, taking over uh, the wrestling version of Mount Mickey Mount Rushmore. So, so stay tuned for that. And of course, wrestling's great debate is always, uh, you know, in the back of my mind. On the uh, PlayStation Pop Experience, my primary home, I got you know the video jukebox song of the day. It's uh, you know we have a nice pool, but it's usually myself, Steve Riddle, and Keith Langston hang, uh, handling those, and that drops every weekday as a nice little pod blast to start your day. Uh, also, check out uh, Pop Goes the Classics. I am dropping my uh, Pixar rewatches there randomly, as well as my Blockbuster rewatch live watches are going down, and the newest episode of Pop Goes the Classics, the Disney. Uh, series where we're going through all the Disney animated features. The latest episode, Mulan, uh, recently just dropped, actually the day before this pod drops. And then uh, coming next week is episode two of Cartoons of Our Youth. Tim Cable came by, and we talked about his favorite cartoon, which is Gargoyles, and we did a live watch of two episodes. It was a ton of fun. We're looking forward to that. And then coming up about uh, mid-March, early to mid-March, is going to be the next episode of Traders of the Lost Arcs. Myself, Sean Kitt, Scott Shuffler, and Tim Capel. We're going to be doing a uh, Avengers uh, comics arc, which uh, Hank Pym is really the uh, central focus of. Uh, kind of uh, has some nice synergy there with the release of Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp, Quantumania. And just check out everything that's going on in the PlaySmation Facebook group. And check out the uh, our friends over at the North-South Connection. Uh, and like I said earlier, uh, Logan took part in their live watch on YouTube of Vengeance Day, so Go check that out on their YouTube page. And don't forget to check us out on Stream Lounge. Coming up to WrestleMania season, 
there will be a, uh, a bunch of wrestling uh, streams, live watches on there. So so just uh, keep your uh, eyes and ears open. I know the Podfather is going to be doing WrestleMania three right before uh, this year's WrestleMania. So um, lots of fun stuff. I am not sure how many uh, WrestleManias or which WrestleManias I could do. Just depends on uh, who I can get to watch a movie because those are long shows, and I need help. I need help, please, in more ways than you guys would ever know. But anyway, uh, so this was a great month, a great episode, and I want to say thank you to my good friend Logan Crossman for once again talking NXT with me, and we will check you out in a month or so. Uh, Till then, I'm Andy Allerton for Logan Crossman. Take care. Bye.